What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Sports Blog New York podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy. Joined with me today is my man, Alec Argento. What's up? How you doing, man? We got a lot of stuff happening in Sports Selection Sunday. Happened a few hours ago for us. Uh, the Browns are making trades. The Giants made a move. Do you care about the NBA right now? Oh, no. No. No? No, not even close. Two, three do you, months ago, I do you, do you care enough to have like a hot take for me or something? Oh, no hot takes. Oh, Rockets are going to win the championship, but no hot takes. What? Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. <laughs> Football, <laughs> Selection Sunday, a lot of stuff to talk about. The Sports Blog New York podcast. Stay tuned. What is up, everybody? Peter Kennedy and Alec Argento in with you today to talk some sports, man. Uh, Alec left us with a little hot take tidbit that we may or may not even get to for the show because we're not talking about the NBA today. But... Alex says Rockets are in the championship, man. Damn. Oh, yeah. You think it's sure. real? What? You think it's real? Yeah, I think so. I'm actually pretty confident in that because I think that the uh, Rockets are a um, one good team and everyone else is a B, bad team. So Even the Golden State dubs. Uh, well, they lost me money on my gambling today, so. <laughs> Zero <laughs> bias at all. So for bad you. team. Who doesn't deserve to win or have nice things? Good teams win, great teams cover. They did neither. <laughs> they did neither. Point. God damn. All right. Well, we got Selection Sunday. It just happened. Uh, we're recording Sunday night, so we just witnessed the little, the weird Selection Sunday this year. They announce all the teams and then tell us the brackets. Like, kind of bizarre. Not fun. Not as fun. Very not as fun. It's like kind of just, it's kind of weird. Uh, but we're going to talk about some of that stuff, some thoughts on, on the college teams and brackets we like the most. Also, talking about the Cleveland Browns who are making moves and now people think they're going to be, like, good or something. Can we talk about that? We're going to talk about that, but also, you know, we'll throw some two cents in on the Mets and Yankees who are inching closer and closer to starting their season, um, and then we'll talk about the Giants a little bit as well, but I think we do have to start with the Browns because what they did this weekend at the end of last week will now affect moving forward, you know, that number one overall pick and the fourth pick, the quarterbacks who are going to come off the draft board. It, it really throws a big wrinkle into shit. Um, so, so first, sorry, so first things first. Because the quarterback runs the league, right? The Browns trade for Tyrod Taylor, uh, who's on a one-year deal, was just technically, just technically, a playoff quarterback. But <laughs> now that like Jarvis Landry's in town with the Browns, well, Peterman was kind of a uh, playoff quarterback. <laughs> Nate Peterman was a <laughs> if you think about it, driving factor, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Browns are making these moves. People are starting to get a little excited. If they pick Saquon Barkley number one, which we can get to in a second, like people are going to have some hype around the Browns. Do you think any of that hype is warranted? Pete, somebody in my office uh, Friday when that when those trades were going down was saying that the Browns were going to be a playoff team. What? Can you can you just think about what I just said? A playoff team, a team that won zero games last year, and they're bringing on somebody like Jarvis Landry who couldn't bring the Dolphins to a playoff. Well, they made the playoffs the year before last. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but like, it's come kinda, on, wait, you know, kind of like in the MLB, no one really. Not no one cares, but it's basically like a lost season if you make the wild card and lose in the one game playoff. Hundred percent, like that is just facts for like what the Bills and the Dolphins did the past two years. They made it as a wild card and they really didn't stand a chance. Uh-huh. So did they really make the playoffs? No. <laughs> Was Tyrod Taylor really a playoff quarterback last year? I don't year? even think Tyrod Taylor exists. <laughs> I'm not sure that he really exists in the real world. Well, now he's in Cleveland, which could kind of make your existence less important, <laughs> but also make it more important because for some reason, like, wh- why is this with the Browns? It's a list. There's so yeah, true. The, the the ongoing list of non-franchise quarterbacks, uh, which the Jets could have a pretty good jersey as well. But why are the Browns like the dumpster fire that we can't take our eyes off in the NFL? 
organizational, man. It comes from the top. And that's why I think it's so funny when people in my office are telling me that the Browns are going to be at least six wins this year. It's organizationally a horrible place to work. Well, they just changed. Like, they got a new GM and stuff like that. They have Hugh Jackson as their head coach. Yeah, but we don't know if he's good or not. He's won one game in the past two years. They've been organizationally tanking the past two years. Pete, listen to what I just said. He's won one game in the past two years. (laughs) I mean, it's true. Don't tell me. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's three pieces away from being a playoff team. Well, he's not three pieces. Well, he's still like another three plus three plus three pieces away from being a playoff team. He's a whole team and a new head coach away from being a playoff (laughs) team. Damn. Uh, uh, for some reason, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like he was great on Hard Knocks that one year when he's in Cincinnati. <laughs> so like that's the ticket. <laughs> that's the ticket, right? Um, so Tyrod Taylor, one year. Do you still draft a quarterback in one or four? Of course you do. Tyrod Taylor is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> he got replaced by Nate Peterman. So are you taking a quarter- on. quarterback one or four? And are you trying for Barkley? I think you take Barkley one, and you take not, not because I think Barkley deserves to go one, but you can't miss out on Barkley if you're the Browns and you need a quarterback. But you can get a quarterback with that fourth pick. You're not going to get Barkley with that pick, right? You know, this is what I said on the podcast last week. I was on solo, basically like Barkley running back as a number one pick. It really rubs people the wrong way, but in this sense. The Browns are, oh, probably want a quarterback, right? If they take a quarterback at number one and make that a mistake, like how much worse is it to miss on the first overall pick quarterback or the fourth overall pick quarterback? I feel like there's a big difference. Well, Pete, I got news for you. Here's the thing about the Browns and, and the organizational stink that accompanies the Browns. No matter who they pick, they're going to be a bad pick. Like That's just how it's going to work. Except for Saquon Barkley, probably. No, no, even, even with Saquon Barkley. He goes to any other franchise, he'll probably be the next Hall of Fame running back to come out of this draft. He goes to the Browns, he's going to be trash, just like every Browns player ever. <laughs> so mean. Their, their best so player, mean. Hold on. Their best, their best two players, one of them is 32 years old, the left tackle, who just lost out, lost out on all of his last, uh, last season because he tore his bicep. Right. The other per, the, Their next best, best uh, player is a wide receiver who's been out of the league for two years because he can't get clean. Because he can't stay off the weed. Uh. Jarvis Landry's never had any issues with that kind of stuff either, right? I don't think so, but he, he has, is best friends he with has, Odell Beckham. He sure has. <laughs> what? He sure has. Oh, I think you were about to say certainly, and I thought you cut it off. Certainly. He, he cert has. Um, he has boys with Odell Beckham, and we know what Odell Beckham's been up to. I don't know, and I don't want to admit that he did, because it's all allegations at this point. Prove to me that he did it, Pete. <laughs> Prove to me that Odell Beckham had a blunt in his hand sitting on a bed with a box of pizza. Prove it to me, Alec. He's All right, so he's getting paid millions of dollars, right? Yes. Like millions, and he's like a really good athlete. He's a good-looking guy. Um, he's from New York, right? Why would he have Papa John's on his bed? That doesn't seem like a pro athlete that's making millions of dollars. I just don't buy that, Tim. <laughs> I can't tell if you're being serious right now. Am I? Am I, Pete? Am I being serious, or am I just looking at the facts? I don't know. You actually do look pretty comfortable right now. <laughs> if you listen to the last episode that Alec joined me on the Sports Blogging Air podcast, he was super comfortable laying down on my couch to record. It did bite my tongue today, though. It hurts. I don't know if you can you, wait. So, actually, let's go through this. Uh, go through your day real quick. <laughs> sure. So, you went out for a little Sunday fun day. Sure watched did. Watched the Yankee spring training game with your buddy. Lost money on that Yankee spring training game. <laughs> uh, you know, take a couple beverages to the face. Sure. Take a dart to the hand. I sure did. <laughs> I forgot about that. Certainly did. And then you bit your tongue to top it all off. Yeah, that's the one that hurts the most. Oh man, you had a rough day. Um, <laughs> that's that's rough. And how about the commitment for me to be back on the pod? Yeah, you seriously are a trooper right now. And I have to take an Uber home. 
But that I'll drive you home. No, I won't. We'll worry about that later. <laughs> okay. But uh, sure. Let's, let's get back to <laughs> some semblance line. of a topic here. Well, no, I want to hear the commitment that you'll drive me home again. I will drive you there home. There it is. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr., right? There's a video. I actually didn't know about it, so I can't act like I'm some like whiz. You actually just mentioned it to me. It's the only reason I knew. Um, there's a video of him on the bed. It is so clearly Odell <laughs> Beckham Jr. I, I Again, I don't know that there's any proof that that's him. No one looks like him. He's such a standout figure. Maybe he was just so influential that he like you know influenced people, a whole generation of people to look like him, and then somebody else who looks like him imitating him, but doing a poor job because he's an upstanding citizen and would never partake in anything like that. <laughs> this makes me really hurt because also, if you listen to last week's episode, uh, I did a whole segment, a whole twenty-two minute segment on why the Giants should pay Odell Beckham and not let him walk. And, you know, you can't lose out on this type of talent. And if you don't pay him, what's the alternative? And all this and that. the best thing that ever happened to the Giants. This, this video? Yeah. Right. So, like, do I just take back all my words that I said last week? All these things, praising him and saying that he's not, uh, that you shouldn't let him walk. You got to keep him in town. And then he goes out and does this. Should I eat all my words? But are, are those two things aren't mutually exclusive. Like, you still need to make sure he stays in your team. But you don't have to offer him a crazy amount that he would have normally offered. Like, you can get him for a discounted price because of this. Because they're having, like, like Dave Gettleman right now, or whoever handles these, handles these things, is talking to Odell Beckham, and they're like, listen, I know this. You know that this is what happened. We're going to pretend to the media and say, we have his back, that wasn't him, or whatever the case is. But we all know that that's you. And that's going to affect how much you're worth to, to the organization. So you're doing a little spin zone action and saying this could be a good thing for the Giants. Oh, it's a great thing for the Giants. Bad thing for Odell Beckham. Worst possible thing that could happen. Well, if you want to do a double spin zone, maybe he uh, gets his act together. <laughs> I mean, I, do I care if I had that much money? I'd be having fun. <laughs> like, realistically, does it actually bother anybody that he's smoking some weed? No. But it does. It actually, Well, actually, let's be honest. It doesn't bother most people, but there's definitely a segment, definitely existent in the Giants fan. That thinks that's like the worst thing of all time. Yeah, well, those guys are nerds. <laughs> We're not a party. That, <laughs> is, that is very Just true. <laughs> all right. Well, we got. Let's get back to the Browns because I didn't want to get to the Giants yet. Wow, we, what got, a we got. We got off what, topic. What is sentence? Odell Beckham gets caught with drugs. And we say, go. Let's go back to the Browns. Right. It's actually <laughs> less of a dumpster fire. No, I'm kidding. Not true. But the, actually, it's kind of connecting to the Giants as well. So back to the Browns, number one pick. Um, let's say in a world where the Browns don't take Saquon Barkley, number in one. A world. In a world where the Browns don't take Saquon Barkley <laughs> with the number one pick, what, Alec, should the New York Giants do? If they don't take Barkley? If Barkley is available. I, I have such a, like a foundational objection to taking a running back that early. Um, I don't think a running back should ever go first. I mean, last time the Giants, they got David Wilson, who had spinal stenosis, and never played, like, played three games in the NFL and never played again. They played a couple more games than that. Yeah, but not that many more. Might as well play three. Right. <laughs> Might as well that, play three. <laughs> not that many more games. Um, you know, my whole thing is like you need to get the nuts and bolts of this team right before you start getting skill players. Like you need to get the, the the foundation right. You need to get some. You need to get a left tackle so you can put Eric Flowers in right tackle so he can actually be an NFL player again. Um, you know, you need to get you need to fix that that nose guard that you let, that you lost when Jonathan Hankins left because that's a huge hole in our defense. It's kind of like the, you know, destroying every other opening that that, that goes on on that, on that defensive end. Right. You can't just 
get Saquon Barkley and it's going to fix your problems. That being said, I don't think the Giants, and if you believe this, I think you're crazy. I think the Giants are actually a three-win team. You don't think they're a three-win team? No. They weren't last year and they aren't now. They just had all the the things go the wrong direction last year. And then they kind of steered into the skid a little bit where it was like, all right, well, he shouldn't be playing, but if we were competitive, he would be playing. You know what I mean? So, I mean, if you're going to have a healthy team or even a moderately healthy version of what you had last year, you're going to be a competitive team probably in the running to win the division. Because I I actually don't think the Eagles are that good. I think that whole all of last year, that whole league is tainted and has an asterisk because most of the best players in the NFL were hurt last year. A lot, for real. I mean, the quarterbacks, big D-line. D Literally, I, I think um, the list at one point, you can pick out a, like a top three-ish player at like every, every position, position, which was insane. Uh, there's definitely going to be some Eagles fans listening to this who are like, uh, screw you, Alec, we won the Super Bowl, we were well, good. Well, they deserve it. The Philly people are trash people. <laughs> that, that's, a, uh, a, that's a little look forward to how you feel about Villanova. Nova? Fraud team. <laughs> Fraud one seed. Fraud team, and maybe their head coach worried less about what he looks like and actually knowing how to coach the game. Wow, hot takes coming out. Uh, Selection Sunday, thoughts <laughs> coming later. Uh, I agree with you. Think about this. Ezekiel Elliott and Leonard Fournette were two of the big running backs taken in top ten in the past two years. What is a key factor to their success? Offensive lines being there beforehand. Nice tune. <laughs> was it because we were watching American Idol before? Yeah, that was great. That was a lot <laughs> <laughs> um, Ezekiel, it literally, like, all we talk about with the Cowboys that first year is like, oh, is El- Elliott's playing so good, but because that goddamn offensive line can't be stopped. I mean, Darren McFadden rushed for, like... A thousand yards. A yeah. <laughs> thousand plus yards. And then Ezekiel Elliott goes, and granted, he's super talented. He's a good oh, pass yeah, catcher. Good, good, uh, good blocker. Like, he's a good pass blocker out of the backfield. He could do everything, right? But put him on the Giants' offensive line, does he look the same? Like, yeah, you'll still be able to see his talent, but he won't get the same production. 100%. Who's blocking for Saquon Barkley? Eric Flowers. Eric fucking Flowers. Language. Oh, language. Sorry. <laughs> Eric, nothing gets me more jacked up than some Eric Flowers Eric talk. Eric Flowers, my, the bane of my existence. So, all right. I think you made your thoughts kind of clear on the Barkley situation. Who should the Giants go after? Well, I think you should trade down. I know it sounds kind of like sacrilege um, when you have this high of a pick. Um, I think you're going to be if – you, if you're either going to be where you were two years ago this year or you're going to be where you were last year this year. Um, there's not really going to be much in between, I don't think. So if you think you're competitive, then you need to get less skilled players and more – like I said before, you need to get a left tackle. You can't – Avoid not having a left tackle or anything like that. There's a weird draft where there isn't like a tackle standout. But that's fine. I mean, there's not really a lot of. It doesn't really seem like a good draft, in my opinion. I mean, I, I have a limited viewpoint of of the college, you know, um, field. I don't really look at it that much. But from my perspective, the quarterbacks don't look that great. It seems to me that the best player in the draft is Barkley, but the average life of a running back is three and a half years, or you know, you know, they don't last very long. So, it. If you know you have the longevity, you can get in a quarterback, but doesn't seem like any of these people are surefire. You can get Saquon Barkley without a line around him, and then you can, you risk his confidence being shattered as soon as he comes in. Or you take one of the countless other people that is just kind of you know a, a safe, steady bet in the NFL. You know what's super weird to me? This guy Quentin Nelson from Notre Dame is a guard, offensive guard. So many people think he's the biggest can't miss prospect in the draft. Yet nobody thinks he should. He's gonna go top five or maybe even top seven, eight. 
But like so many people are saying, oh, this guy's can't miss. He's gonna be great no matter what. But you can't take a guard in the top five. Like, why is that? Why is that a thing? Like, I think that's so silly. If he's gonna help your team and you need that, he's gonna be consistent for years. Who cares? But Pete, here's the thing about what you're talking about right now is that you're relying on mock drafts, which are the biggest like crock of nonsense. Oh, I'm not even talking. I'm not talking about mock drafts though. I'm talking about yeah, but like everyone's saying that he's not gonna go top five. There's a good chance he can just end up going number one. <laughs> you know, like, you know what I mean, right? Because honestly, think about like you're a team, right? You're like, oh my god, all right. There's these four quarterbacks, kind of like two of them, especially if you're the Browns, and you have a chance to pick at four. You're gonna have a chance at one of those other guys again, right? So you might just say, screw it. Like we have another pick. I'm just taking this guy Nelson. I'm not getting this wrong. I agree. And maybe the Giants will do that, but they probably won't. Maybe the Colts will do that, but they probably won't. Because realistically, the Giants and Colts are two teams that need to protect the hell out of their quarterback. Yeah. And cannot. Actually, I'd say the Colts more than the Giants. Because Andrew Luck is you don't been know what Andrew Luck is so like. beaten up. You know what Eli is going to be. You have no, 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 nobody has any idea what Andrew Luck is going to be like, including Andrew Luck. <laughs> Unfortunately, oh man, that's really insane. All right, so real quick before we move on to chat the Giants, real quick, are there any quarterbacks that you specifically like or specifically don't like? Honestly, they all seem like an amalgamation of of relatively above average, like. I think all from my perspective, and again, take this with a grain of salt because I don't really watch too much college. You're not watching tape. No, I'm not really watching tape. Well, I'm watching the highlights. Yeah. Which doesn't really tell you much because it's highlights, you know? I'm not watching the lowlights. Um, uh, it seems like they're all like capped out around like that Mariota potential, which is not what I want. So if that's what you're going to get, let's not take a quarterback this draft. Sit on it. Yeah. You, you can get so much value for that second pick. It is interesting. I mean, the reason I'm starting to lean like that, I've been pretty steadfast on the idea that the Giants should go after quarterback because my thinking is they so rarely I, will pick this high in the draft that if you have a chance to get a guy you like, like go do it. Go I take still him, think they like right? Davis Webb. But like I, I'm not sold on Davis Webb. The guy didn't even suit up once last year. Gettleman's not the people person who picked him, so like I'm not sold on that. That's and I don't fair. I don't want to take like all. I have a bunch of friends who say the same thing to me. It's like oh you're just gonna bet on this third round pick. Who hasn't played a single snap? Oh, he's the future all of a sudden. Beginning to bet on a first round pick that hasn't taken a single snap, then all of a sudden he's the future. I'd rather p- bet on one of those guys. I think there's more inherent risk in a first round pick than a third round pick or whatever Davis Webb was. I mean, straight from a money standpoint, you're correct. I'm, no, not even just the money. I think it's more of an expectation. True. I mean, Very true. That's why. How, how many good, honestly, how many good quarterbacks have coming out, come out of the first round pick compared to how many were drafted in the past six years? It's it's a it's a lower per- percent of success. It, I, honestly, so probably, like, out of these four quarterbacks, I think we'd be lucky to see two of them be above average. Say one. If one of them becomes good or very good, that would make a ton of sense. To be honest with you, probably have more success in, in later rounds than the first with the quarterbacks in the NFL right now who have been like you know. No. I'm pretty sure, like... You have the Russell Wilsons in the world. I'm trying to think who else. I mean, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Tom, was Tom Brady. Round, was he? he was a first-round pick. Was he? Yeah. yeah. A lot of them were first-round picks, actually. Like, a lot of quarterbacks are. Even if they're, like, mid- middle, late rounds. Be- the, they, shut up. This is the quick... My quick synopsis. I'm not I'm not uh, acknowledging that comment. This is the quick synopsis I'm going to throw out for the quarterbacks. Because they each have a flaw. They each have something that's holding them back. For Sam Darnold, it is that he's, like, a, a high-risk, high-reward player. Um... He'll go out there, scramble, and try to make a big play, and he'll throw a ton of interceptions. He's made a ton of throws where it's like, how did you not see the defender, right? Like, that's the type of thing he can do. 
and he's a, U- a USC quarterback. That scares a lot of people away. So that's his, that's his in- inherent flaw. The inherent flaw of Baker Mayfield, slightly undersized, not super athletic. He was looked at as some athletic guy in college, but he ran a four eight. That is not an athlete in the NFL. That's a regular old quarterback who's slow as shit. Um, he's also got a big chip on his shoulder. Some people look at that as positive. Some people look at that as negative. Josh Rosen is a guy who might be the most uh, fundamentally sound, most stereotypical type quarterback who's tall, you know, good arm, good touch. Josh Allen's got big hands. But yeah, Josh Allen's got big hands. That's true. But Rosen has uh, a cockiness thing where people think he, you know, he thinks that he's better than other people or he's aloof or he doesn't care about football, yada, yada, yada. And then Josh Allen, the obvious thing is he's a freak. He has big hands. He throws the ball really far. Big but hands. can he hit a 10-yard swing pass? Like, maybe not. He did it from his knees. <laughs> he hit a goalpost. Well, guess what? He can't throw during the game from his knees. Mm, I don't know about that. Might have to. He's so tall. <laughs> he might level the playing field. So everybody has a flaw. So what you're saying is it's all kind of a crapshoot. Let's ride out Eli and figure out quarterback later. That's my way of thinking. Unless you have a surefire thing, I think it's better to get a safe. I think it's better to get a safer pick. Trade down, get the guy you want that's going to help your team, not necessarily change your team, but help that you know you can count on. You know, absolutely, absolutely. It's gonna it's gonna be really interesting, man. And Kirk Cousins, obviously, with his whole thing. <laughs> I say the Giants sign Kirk Cousins, but have him play left tackle. The gi- <laughs> just to rub it in the Jets' face, <laughs> Kirk Cousins would sign with the Giants to be a backup, but wouldn't sign with the Jets. Isn't that crazy? Like. The Giants, and working for the Giants is still more appealing than the Jets, even though the Giants just came off a two-win, uh, three-win season. Ten times out of ten. <laughs> Wait, super quick aside for you. I was having an argument um, with Love some friends side. the other day. Uh, are the Knicks equal to the Jets as far as organizational league standpoint? Knicks are tied with the Browns, in my opinion. Oh, worst, my God. One of franchises in sports. So you think the Knicks are worse than the Jets? They're oh, not yeah. equal to the Jets? Oh, much worse. Over the For over the past 20 years? Yeah, much worse. Because they just damn. It, it's, it's you agree not, with it, my friend then? It it has nothing to do with like or it's just like certain teams have a stink to them. I've always said that they have a stink. They do you not think the Jets have a stink? They do. They definitely do. It's, it's not as like uh, far of a uh, divide as I'm making it out to be. But the Knicks just every time like the, the Jets don't have things that are nice that can be taken away from them. The Knicks constantly have nice things that get taken away from them. Like, that's the whole thing. It's like, whether we finally get Porzingis who's a silver lining. He might not ever play again. That's just that's a real possibility that we don't talk about, right? Or every time we draft somebody, they'll go to another team and, you know, they'll be all rookie, go somewhere else and for no reason and be great. You know, that, right. that, that's a Nick stick. Like, how Nicky, Nicky would have, that's not a weird, that's not a weird way to say it. How Nick's would it have been if Hernan Gomez actually got traded to Hornets and started playing sick? I don't doubt that that's going to happen next year. <laughs> he doesn't really get minutes for them right now. Not yet, but he will, and he'll be an all-star. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh, man. I don't know. All right, so some quickly some of the other names here, just to throw it out there. Bradley Chubb's defensive end from North Carolina State. He's a stud. He's going to be a top-five pick almost no matter what. Same with Minka Fitzpatrick, who's a free safety, by the way. All right? Stud from Alabama. Minka Fitzpatrick and Landon Collins next to each other in the defensive backfield. Could be kind of hot. I'm not ready to give up on Darren Thompson, though. Fair enough. Could be kind of hot. Then that guy, Quentin Nelson, who we talked about, another another corner from Ohio State. So if, you, if the Giants trade down, now there's all these other guys who play different positions, like like um, Denzel Ward from Ohio State or Minka Fitzpatrick or another linebacker, pass rusher, offensive lineman, who now are possibilities for the Giants to take. Somebody who is not a second overall pick, 
but is, you know, 8 through 14 or something like that. Mm -hmm. So maybe the Giants make a smart GM decision. Jerry Reese is not the guy in charge anymore. So so we might see some different stuff from the Giants this year. And that's kind of nice. Well, I, you could already tell that you're going to see different stuff in the Giants because they traded for a linebacker. I haven't seen them go after a linebacker in about 15 years. Since Antonio Pierce? They didn't even, like, they lucked into Antonio Pierce. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm stoked. <laughs> By the way, Alec Ogletree, great name. Oh, uh, yeah. Alec or Ogletree? Mostly the uh, Ogletree part, but yeah. <laughs> Alec, great name. Great, Gr- first name. great name. That is good stuff for the Giants. They go after Alec Ogletree. They cut Dominic Rogers Camardi. It looks like they're cleaning house a little bit, revamping the vibes in uh Who do you, who do you see leaving? They're going to make some cuts. I don't know. I mean, they, they have a bunch of friend, pending free agents and, and stuff. They have a lot of moves to make. Who else do you think is going to get cut? Well, Pew just got successful surgery. I think they're going to keep him. Yeah. Um, Eli Apple? Probably keep him because nah, he's on a rookie deal. You don't deal. get rid of a first round pick that early, right. like that quickly to his career. I get to get him, get him, and finally tr- getting rid of Eric Flowers and cutting his losses. I mean, eventually somebody's got to, right? <laughs> somebody's got to do it. If you don't bring in a new GM to do things like that, then what are you bringing a new GM in for? Absolutely, I don't know. I, th- I think I think Flowers could. He'll be on the team, but if he's not playing well, he's not going to just be thrown out there to just get crushed. He would anymore. be a relatively above average right tackle. Not going to be a great right tackle, but you'd be a relatively above average one. A relatively natu- average right tackle sounds pretty good for us. Yeah, I mean that's a that's better than we had. It's his natural position. He, you know, he's got the tools, but it's it's kind of it's it's difficult. You draft the left tackle, you put him back in right. You're going to have a much better offensive line. By the way, I remember clamoring for Joe Thomas to get traded to the Giants last year. I was like, why wouldn't they trade for him? It's only going to cost a first round pick, and then he tears his bicep. That would I real I'm I'm very very happy that that did not happen. Think about if the Giants did trade their first round pick for Joe Thomas. By the way, they'd have yeah, right? the one, two, and four picks. Oh wow! <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> the Browns should have done it. <laughs> that, they, they were in conversation with that. That's that was that would be insane. They would literally have a stranglehold on the top five. And they still would have screwed it up. They still would have screwed it up. <laughs> <laughs> Another team that's most likely going to screw it up. No offense. The Jets are at six. Where should they go for? Because they're That's in the tough. same, they're in the similar spot as the Giants. Like they need a quarterback Actually, for the I, future, obviously. I think they're in a worse spot than the Giants. No, I'm saying, and the idea that they 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 could maybe should pick a quarterback, but they don't have to. Yeah, I mean, they're in a good spot because there's not expectations of where they're at in terms of quarterbacks, right? You know, they don't have that. Like I have to have a surefire hit at a first pick overall, you know, or a second overall. If they're what are they six overall? Yep. Yeah. They can take on whatever the next quarterback left is and take a risk on it because anything is better than Josh McCown, right? They have a pretty good offensive line. They Maybe not good... anything. They What? Maybe not anything. What do you mean? There's probably some worse options. You know, like Cody Kessler, Deshaun Kaiser, <laughs> and whoever the Browns threw out. Well, Deshaun Kaiser just got traded somewhere. Where did he, go? he went to the Dolphins, I guess? I'm not, I'm not even sure. Was he in the Tyrod trade or is he still yeah, in the team? I think it must have been, yeah, he must have been in the Tyrod trade. All right. Sean Kaiser going to be great. One of the best. <laughs> One of the greats. Uh, I think you'd be new on Kaiser when his own college coach was like, yeah, he's not ready for the league yet. <laughs> yeah. And, and his look, own college and then, was like, yeah, he's not good. <laughs> and, then, and then the Browns were like, all right, we don't want Deshaun Watson. We'll take Deshaun Kaiser. Oh, my God. Well, I, honestly, Deshaun Kaiser had a more productive season than Deshaun Watson did. False. No. He, well, I mean, he thousand played, percent false. He played for a whole season. 
Except he got benched like three times. That's a good point. That's he got good. benched three times and didn't win a game. <laughs> Deshaun Watson won multiple games in like four weeks. All right, Pete. I'm tired, okay? That's fair. <laughs> keep, keep laying down. Keep doing your thing. All right, Sportsbook New York Podcast. Pete Kennedy, Al Gargento. We're spitballing on some football, uh, talking about the Giants, the Jets. Obviously, a whole lot more stuff to come. Do you, do you think that free agency in football should be before or after the draft? Because currently it's before, and I kind of wish it was after. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it should be after. Uh, I don't know. You want because it's it. The draft is so important, and it fills so many positions in football. Like the basketball draft is probably the most important because it like top heavy. It can change your entire right. franchise with one right. player, one but pick. in football, football is the only sport where you can literally change around your whole franchise in one season, like. And the, like, really, like, think about the Saints had such a good draft, and then they were friggin' NFC contenders. Right. And On defense. Right. And, you know, if it, they work in tandem more so in football than they do, like, the draft and free agency in football more so than I think any other sport. Not to say, it, 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 you know, it matters and everything, but um, to see where you stand when you have, was seven rounds? Seven rounds to put together yeah. something? To see where you stand after that? You really have a better understanding to to as to what you need going forward and what like because you can take risks in free agency. You can give a guy a one year deal or you know a high high contract with no guaranteed money or whatever the case is. Um, more so than any other sport, you really can't get away with that. You know, I think it's so bizarre too. Like you're planning for the draft this entire time, yet there could be a number of free agents who completely completely change what you need like I weeks mean, before the draft well, also because like in football you you cut people that are still good yeah you know, drc is still a really competent football player he's a he's a great asset to a lot of teams he just didn't fit this current situation right but he's still a someone who's gonna add to a playoff team next year you know so those type of people get cut every year yes often by the patriots <laughs> yeah uh, so I, I kind of wish it was after as well. I kind of wish you could do the draft and then figure out free agency, fill, fill the rest of the holes through free agency. But uh, we don't run the league, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but as Kirk Cousins makes a decision, this will all just be moving and changing. So we're going to keep revisiting again on the Sports Blog New York podcast. But real quick, Alec, before we move on to Selection Sunday and some NCAA 20 stuff, the Mets and Yankees are inching towards a new season. Mm-hmm. Is your level of excitement as high as ever with the Yankees? Actually, no, um, because the, I, I, I go through peaks and valleys with spring training where that first week, I'm in. I, I, I care about full, everything. Full electric. Yeah, everything. And then I'm at the point right now where, like, they're actually trying to work on stuff. Like, like people are not really, you know, like, all the, all the kids are starting to get sent down. And um, now it's like, you know, Severino's coming in and working on his changeup, and he doesn't really care if he gets knocked around. Not that he did, but you know, he won't care if he gets right. knocked around a little bit, you know? They're not playing to win the game specifically. No, no they, and they never really were, but it was there was a level of excitement just because it's back, you know, and especially with a team that has a lot of hype around them, um, for the Yankees at least. Um, and I don't know. I hit this level now, but that last week when, you start, when they start making the real cuts and seeing who's going to play what position and whatnot, I'm in. Real lineups like start in. coming out. Yeah. yeah, you know I've been wa- I've been watching whatever televised games I can. I, I know I, I know it's just gonna sound like a kind of a jerk thing to say, but that Mets team is a weird team in 2018. <laughs> Dude, that's not a jerk thing to say at all. Um, I think you actually look more highly on the Mets than than most do at the moment. Like you think they have a semblance of a chance to be competitive. Uh, I kind of like am, I've I've been pretty negative now. Obviously, watching Syndergaard and Harvey throw the ball really well in spring training it's it makes you a little bit more excited because you know 
they still do have the rotation to, if they're lights out, they will compete. They will make your team compete, right? But I'm still not like super excited or super hopeful. I, I think that's a dangerous way to think because what you're what you're saying is because of one or two pitchers. You're well, hopefully three with Degrom. Right, that's because he's just a little banged up. Right. But he's fine. You're you're 100 right, but I think Degrom is more of a short bet than Harvey is what I was thinking. In my right. Head. Although I do think Harvey has a good chance of get, having a good year, but regardless, you've been very steadfast on the Harvey contract year comeback. Yeah, because I, I think he's that type of player. He's so that type of player. Yeah, he's that that prototypical contract year player. That Jose Reyes a contract year, and player. he'll get paid well because next year, <laughs> next year people are going to miss out on people. It's not really a very good pitcher year next year. I think outside like Kershaw, I think Kershaw's a free agent. Mm. Um, I mean, I, for her, uh, Jose Fernandez was, was supposed to be one of the big guys in that in that free agency class, but sheesh, but. <laughs> But uh, Matt Harvey is going to be one of the top guys if you really think about it, and he's going to want to get paid, especially after this year when people weren't getting paid. They're going to get paid next year. Um, he's going to, he's going to, uh, that's going to fuel him, I think. It's sometimes really insane how feast or famine MLB's salaries are. Yeah. Like Aaron Judge is going to be a friggin' steal for years because he came up so late. Yeah. Like when does his when does his arbitration and all that stuff like finish 30. up? <laughs> like 30. He's gonna be thirty, and like yeah. he's still gonna be on a rookie deal. I mean, in fairness, his arbitration will end up getting paid like fifteen million dollars a year. You know, maybe. Yeah, but still, you know, I mean, I'd take fifteen million dollars a year. Uh, I <laughs> think I think you would. If, if, if I was a betting man, I would I bet saw, that you. I saw that. you retweet something the other day. I think it was Joe Trezzo, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Where or or something like that, where it was like, uh, you know, either you're getting paid, uh, you know, a, a crazy amount of money, or you're getting paid. You know enough money to get minimum wage jobs or whatever, and like you retweeted that, but the guy was getting paid five hundred two thousand dollars. Uh, like, yeah, he, he was saying it was like uh, I forget what the an- analogy he used. Whatever it was, but yeah, five hundred two thousand dollars. No, is but a it's like you get like you if you if you're a good baseball player, you get like a five year hundred million dollar contract. Oh sure, no, or you're making you like seven hundred seventy five k. It's a huge difference. Imagine going out to dinner with your team. You know, and looking across the table and being like, "Oh yeah, that guy has sixty years, one hundred twenty million, <laughs> and I have three years, eight hundred k." I think you get to the point where it's like past a hundred thousand dollars, and that or not. That's not true. If past five hundred thousand dollars a year, it doesn't matter at that point. Everyone's Dude, making the same money. <laughs> I think you're a little. Like, come on, think about it. Well, you can't spend that much of a difference. You can't spend more than five hundred thousand dollars a year. I don't think you can. I mean, buying houses and cars, but yeah. Yeah, but like if you you don't have to buy a million cars and houses. A you year. don't have to be Jonas Espedes and show up to spring training a new right. car every day. But you can still ball out every night and still have so much money to spare on five. How much dollars. money would you blow if you were making five hundred thousand dollars a year? Uh, well, I could spend it. <laughs> 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 I say nobody can spend it. I can spend it in a weekend. <laughs> uh, I'd be on a video. I'd be on a video real quick and lose my my sponsorships. <laughs> oh my god! I don't deal back on myself. How many darts would you get in your hand I have for one right 500K? Now. I have one right now, and I don't make nearly that much money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that all being said, do you think the, the Mets will compete? Oh, you, I, I do. What's, what's I so do, weird but, about the roster? I, I do, but my big thing is that I think the Phillies are going to be a lot better than people make them out to be. They did just sign Arietta today. So they have Arietta and Aranola. Aranola is a stud, and they have a good offense that's coming up. They're all young. I actually think they're a better team than, I know it's going to cre- be a crazy take, but I think they're a better team than the Nationals. And the Nationals look a lot better because they've been because they've been in such a crappy division for the past couple of years. Hot take. Hot take, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Wow. That's He's, some crazy stuff right there. Who is who is the last team uh, to win a playoff round, the, the Phillies or the, or the Nationals? <laughs> I'm going to say, just based off that question, I'm going to go with the Phillies. It's, sure did. <laughs> and, I mean, so do the Mets. 
It's a fair point, Pete. Heck yeah, dude. It sure is. Who's been in a World Series more recently? The Mets or the Yankees? Ooh, that's what I thought. <sighs> so that's We're a better thing. franchise. We have more fans. True. <laughs> and everybody likes us. I, 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 really, I really do think a lot about when we first started doing this, but around like maybe a little bit over a year ago, when Noah Syndergaard was like, this is in Mets town. Everyone the 538 us. article came out. Yeah, which was such a ridiculous And I laughed at you. That was like one of our first pods that we did. I was like, that's a ridiculous thing. And to that say. was before the Yankees had a great season. Because as like, like, soon as the Yankees started having a good season, the Mets had a Mets season. <laughs> Yankee fans were out like insane. It was one of the best seasons as a Yankee fan in my life. Yeah, it was electric. It was actually super fun as not even a Yankee fan, to yeah. be quite honest. But no, but it's a Mets town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was article does not did not live well. <laughs> did, age well. did not age well. That's what I meant. Did not age well at all. Freezing Jeez. cold takes. <laughs> well, um, without further ado, man, I think it's time for us to chat about some NCAA tournament stuff. Sure, I'm really educated on this kind of stuff. I know you are, and you know the best thing about the NCAA tournament is like. You can come up here with a wealth of knowledge, know multiple players on every team, just, and, and pick a horrible bracket. You know what I mean? I have just as much of a likelihood of getting it right as Mel Kuyper does. Not Mel Kuyper. Um, oh, I, not, yeah, right. pro- probably Mel well, Kuyper, though. But <laughs> who's a bracketologist? I don't know. John Rothstein. John Rothstein. I have just as much of a likelihood. Uh, mock drafts Joe Lenardi. Mock drafts and uh, bracketologists and whatnot. So it's nonsense. Bunch like, of nonsense words. Like I would love to see like one bracketologist show me like a ninety percent bracket. Well, they all probably fill out like twenty brackets anyway. Right, but they publish one, like like stick to one one year and, and do good. Just show me one. Yeah, exactly. Well, show me one. Like they always do. Like like when like Mel Kiber does his mock draft 1.0, 1.1, 1.2, 1.3. Like. You just get one. <laughs> you just get one. Yeah, and unfortunately for him too, uh, people will literally lie to him on purpose. You know, like there's GMs out there who are probably lying to him on purpose. Of course, like you know, add stock to their players, to the, you know, players they didn't want to like get their guys they want, or vice versa. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about this. We have four one seeds. They include Virginia, Xavier, Villanova, and Kansas. Nova trash. Now, you are a big Nova is trash guy. I do hate Nova. You hate Nova. Do I don't you, even really care that much about college, but I hate Nova. I know you hate Nova. So, like, are you? Is there just no chance in hell that you'll ever pick them to win more than one, one or two games? No shot. I actually, I actively root against them. I actually pick them every year to lose in the first round, and for the most part, it really doesn't affect me outside of that one year that they won that much. Like, they usually lose like the second round. They are known. It's so weird with colleges because uh, there's so much there's so much overturn of players, act, like obviously, and especially with the one and done era. But but schools still live up to the same reputation. Like Creighton is an eight seed right now, right? Yes, sir. You can always you can take Creighton in any tournament. You might not know one player on their team, and <laughs> frankly, I don't know a single player on Creighton. <laughs> and I'd have no problem Doug picking that. Is the head coach Doug? Yeah, shout out Dougie McBuckets to and his dad, <laughs> Coach McBuckets. So when you hear these schools, Virginia, Kansas, Nova, and Xavier, does any one school excite you as a one seed? If you tell me Kansas is going to win, like that's a weird thing to say. Like just Kansas is going to win as a one seed in this year. It's weird. Right? They're like so often a one seed, and I mean, other than the year they 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 crushed Derrick Rose's dreams <laughs> against Memphis, like Kansas is just meh, right? Like, yeah, they're a mad team. They're such a mad team, and you look through their bracket and you got. Uh, Who not, gets excited for Kansas? Not me. Uh, Auburn's in their bracket as a four seed. Duke's in their bracket as a, as a two seed. Michigan State as a three seed. And right off the bat, boom! I'd pick a couple of those teams already to beat to go to uh, further than Kansas. Duke, Michigan State. 
So that I'm makes on, it really hard. I'm in on Duke this year. You're in on Duke this year. I'm in. So you're a big Screw Nova, big Duke guy? It's and Allen's last year. Is that good? Oh, yeah. Why? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it good, Pete? <laughs> okay, come on. How do you feel about Grayson Allen? I love him. Really? Yeah, I love him. I love so him. I'm shocked right now. Well, because I don't really care about college basketball that much. So usually I hate that, like a like a sport that I care about. Like like traditionally, like if that happened um, in like baseball, if there was a player like that on the Red Sox, I would hate him. But because I don't really care or have any team affiliations in college basketball. Outside of Manhattan College. Yeah. Let's shout out Jaspers. Um, <laughs> I, I don't care at all. Uh, and I just love uh, someone like Grayson Allen, who is such a bad guy. You got to love a good bad guy. A good, especially a good bad guy on Duke. You know, I was just talking to this about Pete. Like, there's no more villains in sports. Like, there really isn't. Like, because it's, I don't know, there's too much social media outrage. Like, I, I, outrage, I mean, like, yeah, there's like the LeBrons and the Tom Brady's of the world and everything. But they're not nearly as much as like A Rod was. Like, A Rod was a villain. We, we were talking about that. Yeah. We were trying to think about the biggest villains in sports right now. I mean, technically, because so many people really do hate Duke. Grayson Allen might make that list. And that's why I love him. I always loved A-Rod. <laughs> you always loved, yeah, exactly. Uh, Le- LeBron is villain adjacent at this point. LeBron if is that. Too, too lame to be like a real villain. Like He's just not rootable. You're very big on the LeBron James is not a cool person vibe. Oh, he's the lamest person in the world. <laughs> I'm so much cooler than LeBron James. That is an outrageous it's statement. It's not, though. It's, it's so not. ridiculous. And I have a better hairline. That's, that's actually accurate. <laughs> uh, so like when LeBron James is sitting in the gym, Posting a video and like half singing yeah, rap mad lyrics. Cool for putting an Instagram video out there of him like half knowing rap lyrics. Like you don't think it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> like LeBron might genuinely be the, the the least cool person in the world. Is Kevin Durant a villain? Yes, but not to the same extent. Like he's not even as bad as LeBron was, and LeBron's not even as bad as LeBron was. And Russell Westbrook's not a villain. They're just not rootable. Like you can't. Like it's not. It's, there's a difference between being a villain and being rootable. You know, like is Draymond Green villain of Jace? Not really, right? I, yeah, it's just who's a villain in sports? That's what I'm saying. It's just not Aaron Rodgers. No, no, Tom Brady. I guess he's 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 like a weenie hut junior. That's junior the whole thing. You need to have a personality to be to be a villain. You need to be talking about what your wife's downstairs tastes like, like <laughs> Kevin Garnett. <laughs> you know, love me some KG. You know what I mean? You got to be on the court, just like snarling at people. We like, don't have that. No, there's just nothing like that. But Grayson Allen, when he goes, he's gonna be the next Ron Baker, by the way, for the Knicks. <laughs> no way. I w- How much would Stop. you sign up for for Grayson Allen on the Knicks? Zero P, zero all percent, the P. <laughs> no percents of <laughs> my likelihood want Grayson Allen on the Knicks. <laughs> Not gonna happen either. Um, all right, let's talk about um, Kentucky real quick. Sure. Kentucky. Kentucky's a team who I personally like in this season because. From a very unscientific method, when Kentucky's like a one seed powerhouse, like great all year, I often think, like I don't want to put too much eggs in that basket because so many people are probably going to pick them. So many people will ride that bandwagon, and if they win, fine. But if they lose, like I'm just screwed. But now they're having this this Where weird year. What? Where are they? Five, they're a five seed. That's okay. what I was getting to. So they're having this weird year, very up and down. They've been streaking, just won the SEC tournament, but they get the five seed against a school like Davidson. Who Steph Curry played for? Shout out. Right, shout, shout out, out Steph Curry. Curry and Ryan Rossiter, uh, Far- uh, Farrell alum, our high Ooh. school, by the way. Rossiter, he went to our high school, man. Come rolling on, roster. have some, have some pride. Not rolling roster. <laughs> when you see a five seed next to a Kentucky, does it does it scare you with the five twelve thing? No, I'm in on that. Uh, that's like when Louisville was like a five seed when they really should have been a one seed. Remember that? 
Uh, this is because they played Manhattan, and you're gonna compa- complain. <laughs> I don't want to hear this. I'm not complaining, but they Manhattan should have won. <laughs> but like, are, are there specific seeds where you just won't pick? Like, you won't pick them to go too far. Well, I I don't think the one seed. I I, I could see a Final Four this year with no one seeds. Easily. Yeah, I agree that happens that. A, like a decent amount. Yeah, but usually but like, there's one who makes right, it. Right, but but who writes out their bracket initially saying there's not gonna be one any one seed on there? You know. Are you trying to like pat yourself on the back that you're being unique or something? I don't get what you're doing here. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to brag, but like, <laughs> um, I I think um, I think Kentucky can can be definitely elite eight, probably, um, final four. Also, what I want to talk about, I like that. How BS is it that they have these random four play-in games? What the hell's the point? What's of that? the point? So. It's not like it's like the the two. It's like the four sixteen like seed. They're like playing for the, what is it, like the eighth and ninth. There's two 11s and two 16s. Why are they playing it for the 11s? It makes no sense. Like, they're taking a already giant tournament with 64 people and, like, said, oh, it's it's just small enough. It's just too small. We need 68 teams. Like, what? 64 is not enough? I could just understand if they were playing for the last spots. You know, like, all the 16s were playing. Yeah. I agree. But to play for the 11 seed, saying that there's, like, 20 teams below you, you're making St. Bonaventure, UCLA, Arizona State, and Syracuse all at-large teams, teams that made it without winning their championship, a playing game. It's baloney. <laughs> Meanwhile, you have freaking uh, LIU. I think that's you that. You know who I'm big on this year? What? Middle Tennessee. They didn't make it. They didn't make it? Middle Tennessee was a was – a, was They were like top 25. <laughs> they were for a lot of the year. They had some rough losses, and they were one of the teams that was like last, last out. How did they not make it in? They didn't have a, a really strong uh, – Win performance. They were like 20th overall. They were at one point, and then they happened to go on a really bad losing streak. Not a losing streak. They were like 24 and 7 on the year. They didn't have a lot of quality wins. You gotta let me pick the the, the rankings for the uh, the tournament. You know what? It sucks for Middle Tennessee State, like because they're in some crap conference, right? They don't have the really hard games built into their schedule like these other teams do, like in the SEC, ACC, whatever. So they have to schedule like as best they can. Non-conference games. Yeah, but neither is like Gonzaga or Wichita State. Yeah, but Gonzaga like almost always just wins their conference. Plus, they were literally a top five team, like or top ten team, like all year. And they they do play a big competition because they're not they're like a fake big mid major. It's not real that they're a mid major. They are fully budgeted, like Iona and Manhattan. You talk about Gonzaga or Gonzaga. Wichita State? Gonzaga, both of them, honestly. I, don't know, I feel like Wichita State's a real mid major team. Not, Maybe not Gonzaga. With the success that they've had recently, I bet you Wichita State's got some pretty baller facilities. Probably. You're right. You know what I'm saying? You're right. Like Iona and, Ma- and Manhattan. You walk through that campus, yeah, you're not playing in gyms. You're not they're like, wow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Iona's in the tournament. Where are they at? What'd they get? Shout out to New York. Prob- I'm going to say probably a 13 seed. 15 seed. They're playing Duke, actually. Oh. I'm taking Iona. What's the <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely going to be like plus 18 or something like that. Oh, you, you always take that spread. Always. You got especially in the first half. First half spread. Oh. Got to do it. We might have to do a gambling pod for NCAA tournament. Pesto. All right. So we've been talking for 45 minutes or so. We're going to come back soon on the SBNY podcast or online somewhere to talk more specific picks for the NCAA. But let's put ourselves on the spot here. It is Selection Sunday. The brackets were posted today. We're posting this podcast on Monday. Alec, who's, yes. your, na- who's your national champion? Let's go Blue Devils. Oh, really? I'm going Blue You're Devils. just on that Grayson Allen train. I really want Grayson Allen to win the championship. That's, so, that's such a weenie hut general answer. 
It's the second time I've used that. Fine, uh, Iona. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to take Duke Fine. off first. Middle Tennessee State. Yeah, <laughs> uh, didn't make it. All right, so you like Duke? You're going to pick Duke? You think no, you don't answer your bracket? I'm sticking with Middle Tennessee State, even though they didn't make the tournament. <laughs> They're the true sleeper. <laughs> they went in the NIT this year. Good for them, man. Yeah. That would mean something for, for <laughs> somebody. Guess. Somebody wouldn't be upset about it. Um, you like Duke. I'm going to go with my first my first gut here. I'm saying Michigan. Three seed Michigan. They are in the Xavier bracket. Also, North Carolina's in there. Uh, Gonzaga, Ohio State, Missouri. You know, you know some, what? some I, okay teams. But, but Michigan's been playing very good lately. I like them. I got a hot take. I'm taking my, I'm taking my foot off the pedal with Duke. I don't know what team, but I'm going to say it's someone lower than four seed is going to win. Really? Yeah. I think this is one of those years. Okay. Like the UConn won. Was UConn like an eight seed or something UConn like that? UConn was, was, was five? This is such a soft. Eight, this is such a soft bra- like uh, bracket, like where you don't really know where they stand. There's so much. There's so little uh, difference between the uh, difference between the. Um, uh, so you, you said lower than what's going to win? A I'm four? Say lower than four. Okay, well, inclu- including four or lower than four? No, five and below. Okay, so that would give you the opportunities at Kentucky, like Kentucky, Miami, like Miami, um, Ohio State, don't Houston. Like, don't like Ohio State. Rhode Island. TCU, Clemson, Wichita State, maybe a little West Virginia action. I don't know. Wichita State's a four seed. Never mind. Uh, Butler, Arkansas. I don't know. Some, Kentucky's a four. Uh, it could be tough. Alabama. How about a couple of Colin, Colin Sexton, Sexton action, huh? I like Colin Sexton. Guy's pretty good. He plays better defense than he should. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. He shoots better than he's been. He's, uh, I should say, he is shooting better than he's been shooting. Yeah, I actually like him a lot. I think he's going to be a good NBA player. He's got the athleticism. Got, he's going to take a while to develop, though. He's not going to be someone who's going to be great right off the bat, but I think when he develops a little bit, he's going to be really good in the NBA. Most point guards aren't good off the bat. Right. People love to say, like, oh, somebody sucks. Like, I, I, All day at work, I, I hear about how Frank is a horrible pick. Like, f- guards in the NBA are usually not that good in the first year. In the first two, three years sometimes. Usually it takes about two, three years, yeah. Yeah. And and, and, and to those people who guard. say that about Frank, tell them to go check their tweets about Frank's first couple weeks when he was, like, putting the defensive locks on people. Yeah. When they were probably like, oh, man, this guy's potential is sick. To but everyone's defense. like, well, look at Donovan Mitchell. I'm like, yeah, that's Donovan Mitchell. There's always exceptions. Right. And he's a second-year guy out of college. He's not a one-and-done He's older. He's stronger. Like, t- tell me with confidence that Lonzo Ball will never make an All Star game. Just he's with confidence. He will make an All Star. Exactly. Oh, you know, I like him, but no, but I'm, I'm just saying, not you. He bro. was labeled a bust like 25 times before he, before he played 25 games. That's what I'm saying. It's like you, you, you got to be able to just wait on those people because they usually will not be good for a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Shout out Frank. <laughs> Frank Nealakina, man, that's good. He's going to be two guard next year. He probably will be. We have so many point guards, and we like have no Rudy point guards. And, and then Trey Burke off the bench. Oh, yeah. That, that sounds like a really great 25-win team. Well, they still need to draft a, sh- a small forward. Kevin Knox, shout out. Miles, Miles Bridges. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, this Por- tournament will be we, really we, interesting we, for the we prospects. We might get Michael, Por- uh, Michael Porter something down. Who knows? If he falls, man, I'd take him in a Pretty damn hyped. on heartbeat. Oh, well, sure. Oh, my God. He's not going to fall, though. All right, dude. Good stuff, man. This has been Sports Blog New York Podcast. Pete Kennedy. Alec Argento. Chillin'. Sucks. Shooting the breeze. If you if you like what you've been hearing, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review this podcast. Not just our podcast app, Google Play. And baseball's coming up soon. Tell your friends. Let's go. Hide your wife. <laughs> nah, you can just keep her out. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Have a good one.